Blog Talk Radio. If uh, one would uh, open up such truth as the truth of God uh, to the people, I do think that he's within his right to stay out of the sight of the people until he has uh, uh, won everything to himself, as the Bible referred for us to it, like this, that uh, he's something like a king looking for a kingdom. And that he go and he uh, visit uh, the people and then he leaves the people and goes away and wait until the time when that he can secure the kingdom. Then he returns to the people that uh, he had made himself uh, manifest. So I think that is a pretty good uh, answer. Well, uh, I can't do anything without consulting my crystal. Let's uh, go inside here. We'll uh, come along. I'll show you. Inside here. Sit right down here. That's it. <laughs> this uh, this is the same genuine, magic, authentic crystal used by the priests of Isis and Osiris in the days of the pharaohs of Egypt, in which Cleopatra first saw the approach of Julius Caesar and Mark Anthony and, uh, and so on and so on. Now, uh, you... Uh, You'd better close your eyes, my child, for a moment in order. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your host, Vickens Moscova, on Omnipresence Media uh, Podcast. Uh, We are on another wonderful episode uh, in New Jersey, giving thanks. Um, uh, Shout out to our sponsors, uh, the Driving on Energy program. And Ford, uh, I'm really thankful for the Ford Fusion Energy that they're allowing us to uh, review. Um, so, uh, thanks, shout out to Ford, and uh, check out their new Ford Fusion uh, Energy and their C-Max Energy. They have a battery that could that allow it to go about 20 miles on battery alone. And then it's a hybrid, it's a very quiet car, very nice, uh, very well built. Um, so shout out to our sponsors Ford uh, Fusion Energy uh, when we're in the Driving on Energy program in New Jersey, encouraging people to really, you know, get their green car on, get their, you know, get that going. Um, nothing wrong with that. Uh, as I said today, we have a really special guest, uh, Rohini Shah, who's a citizen of the world. Um, she's relaunching her brand, Blue Salt. Uh, which is a very, very great designed uh, aesthetic uh, and excellent uh, uh, brand. Uh, and she's she's all about the social responsibility and really including uh, some good technology within uh, manufacturing to keep everything very travel-friendly and smart. Um, it's very uh, So definitely go check it out, uh, bluesalt.com. Uh, let's see if we have her on the line. Oh hey Rohini, how are you, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you this morning? Oh, very well. Very well. Thank you so much for calling in. Um I know we had oh, some no technical difficulties last uh try. <laughs> yeah. But here we are yeah, and no I'm real thankful. <laughs> um for those that may not know about you, can you please uh let them uh you know know a little bit about your background, your past and uh where you are now? Sure. Um, so I'm Rohini Shah, and uh, I 
launched Blue Salt in 2013 with nothing more than a URL and a vague idea of what I wanted to do with it. So prior to Blue Salt, I uh, had worked in management consulting for several years, traveled extensively for work, a little too much, I think. Um, and so I decided to leave the corporate world to spend more time with my family, but I love to work. So I decided that uh, I wanted to start a business that allowed me to live the lifestyle I wanted to, but also um, addressed like what I thought were pretty critical needs for professional women. So as women who work in fields like banking, consulting, in, in most of corporate America, you're expected to present yourself in a certain way. Um, and that usually ends up meaning that you spend money on buying luxury bags to, to fit that image. However, after spending the money that I did, I, you know, beautiful bags, gorgeous bags, but they didn't really fit the needs that I had as a professional woman and the things I needed to carry. So I figured that coming from the perspective of a former user, um, that gave me a better insight into how these bags needed to be developed. So that, uh, that was the vague idea <laughs> that I had at the beginning of 2013. And uh, for the next two years, I worked on bringing that idea to a more defined and definitive end and now have products, a full range of products that I'm launching this year called the Peaceful Professional Collection. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and what is this new uh, line, this new collection? I'm sorry, what was the question? What what inspired this new uh, collection that you have, uh, the Peaceful oh. Collection? Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> so in terms of actually developing the products, last year I soft-launched my, 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 sorry, my brand of bags with two products. Um, I had a pretty clear idea of what I thought the marketplace needed, but I wanted to make sure that people actually were responding the same way. And I got some great initial feedback. People were excited about it. They saw a definite need in their own um, lives for a bag like this. And so I decided to invest in creating a full range of products, everything from a large you know, work tote that you would carry as a woman that you would be able to use on a weekend, having a laptop sleeve that carries more than just one laptop, um, as well as you know, weekend carry bag that you might need for travel all the way down to a small wallet that you would put in, you know, into a diaper bag or um, into your weekender as you're traveling, everything. So pretty much to cover all your needs as a woman. Um, those, that was sort of the tenant behind which um, I, I started developing these, each of these individual design ideas. So Blue Salt, what, what makes Blue Salt different, and this was very close to my heart, um, was the fact that it's not only just a sustainable brand, a luxury brand, but more importantly, it takes social responsibility to every aspect of its business. And this was very important to me. I wanted to feel like I was actually contributing in a positive way to the world. And so beyond just you know seeking out sustainable fabrics for my brand, I also ensured that each of the manufacturing facilities that we use, that I actually toured myself in person to make sure that I was satisfied that you know there were fair working conditions, that they were getting paid the the amount that they were supposed to be getting paid, um, that there was no child labor anywhere, you know, uh, even remotely associated with my product, um, all the way down to how my consumer uses the product. To me, it was important from a luxury standpoint 
um, to ensure that the quality of the product was something that, you know, if you're investing this kind of money in it, make sure that it lasts, make sure that it looks good after using it for a few years. Um, and ensuring that, again, utility was something that was critical to me. Um, and so, you know, that this bag was allowing women to be able to use it and organize themselves in a way that most other luxury brands I've seen haven't done so far. So those were all aspects of mindful production, mindful consumption that I felt I needed to, that I had a responsibility as a business to provide, um, you know, society at, at large. I mean, what, what am I doing as a business if I'm not making things a little better? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, another woman on business um, that's really thinking about the, the, the environment. Um, what are the, the bags made out of um, the sustainable materials, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, not at all. So there's, so what I've done is the primary materials that we use have to meet sustainability and cruelty-free standards. So the exterior of our bags are made with our bed with this recycled um, plastic bottles. So it ensures that, you know, the waste that we throw away is being reused at at some level, and we've ensured that the fabric that we use goes through a closed-loop uh, processing, um, uh, well, processing process, if you will. <laughs> uh, what happens is when you recycle plastic in general, it breaks down the molecular structure of plastic, and so you can't re-recycle it again, whereas we've ensured that the bags that we use, should you decide at whatever point to recycle it, the, the exterior fabric allows you to recycle that aspect of plastic as well. The interior of all our bags are made with upcycled silk and organic cotton. So the upcycled silk, when you make virgin silk, you end up killing silkworms. They have to be boiled out of their cocoons so that you wouldn't, you know, break the fibers of their um, the silk fibers. So I wasn't comfortable with that. So instead, I went to um, to what was in Bangalore, uh, basically a very, very high-end um, manufacturer of home and furnishing goods, and I used the scraps that he had left over and sewed them all into a new fabric, had it washed, graded to ensure that it met the quality standards we need, um, and had it re-dyed, and that's the upcycled silk that we use in our bags. Um, similarly, organic cotton, the, our manufacturer is GOT certified, which is a German um, certification process that ensures that, you know, that everything from all the way from seed and farm uh, right up to the finished proce- uh, product, the, the cotton is appropriately managed so that it's, uh, it's organic throughout the process. So those are the three primary um, materials we use. Oh, very interesting. Um, so you definitely are looking out for environment and animals and um, everything like that. Um, yeah, to the extent that we can. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's a responsibility we have. I mean, why why would we want to try to create more uh, more damage to our natural world? Right. Um, and I know you went to the, you graduated from the Yale School of Management and Indian School of Business. Um, mm-hmm. With the world being so uh, commercial and globalization um, taking hold. Um, there's probably a lot of opportunity out there for you to make a lot of money just working for a, a huge corporation. I'm, I'm sure you do, but w- what what inspired you from within to kind of really, you know, 
not go with the the, the normalcy and kind of veer in your own, uh, you know, woman-owned business, but at the same time, you know, have that uh, commitment to uh, social responsibility. Was it something growing up or something you saw at work? Well, I I don't know that uh, I don't know it was necessarily growing up. It wasn't a bad experience by any far stretch of the imagination. I was working in management consulting. I was pulling in a, a solid income, a very respectable amount. It wasn't um, it wasn't anything exterior. I think it was something more internal where. I was questioning what my value was. I mean, yes, I'm bringing a paycheck home to my son, to my husband. That's great. Um, you know, you have a certain standing in the world because you're seen as a successful individual by certain standards. But if you can't wake up in the mornings and not be stressed, if you can't wake up in the morning excited about your work, is it worth it? And I, I agree that I was in a very unique situation that I was I was allowed to ask those questions. There are many people who aren't, and I don't in any way, you know, this is not a judgment on anyone else. This is just purely a, a personal journey. And uh, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, I'm just getting over a cold from the weekend. Um, but it was um, it was something that I felt very strongly about. Well, I used to wake up uh, on work days, you know, pretty much stressed right from the alarm clock <laughs> on. I'd, I'd be checking my emails, making sure that no client was upset about anything. And it was just this sort of heightened level of tension and stress that gets you through the day. And, um, and you know, I, I saw my son, who was at three at this time, and this is not what I wanted him to think life was. There had to be something more. There had to be something that gave you joy. Um and the only way kids learn is by seeing their parents. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm not able to provide that role model for him, then where is he going to learn it from? <laughs> so that's that's basically what started me down the path of thinking about going into entrepreneurship and trying to build the business um, that I would have been, you know, excited to work for. And that's that's one of the drivers that, that got me to this, besides wanting to build a socially responsible business that created luxury packs that were useful to women. The other aspect of this, to me, is sort of testing this new model of business, where you can say that, yes, along with a profit motive, I can think of other aspects of, of life that are important to people. So tomorrow, if I have, um, you know, uh, if I'm able to get employees to work with me, what kind of life would they have? What kind of life would I be providing them? Um, so those are all all things that make this interesting to me. It's it's a, as much a thought process and thought experiment as it is, um, you know, an emotional decision to do this. Interesting, interesting. And um, you're definitely leading by example with uh, not only your son, but all the rest of the people out there um, in the world that are... Uh, Oh yeah, that are looking uh, for leaders like yourself, uh, you know, just to speak and and be around. Um, so it it also has um, RF blocking lining. So what's what's with that? That protects uh, like the 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 things you have inside the bag. The right. So one of the <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that you will notice, especially if you travel internationally, is um, 
that there's a very high risk of your um, credit card information and financial information being read off with RF readers. So when you have your, if you look at any credit card you have, you typically have a little sort of um, an icon on the side which looks like radio waves. It's a little triangular icon. What that does is it allows, <coughs> excuse me, it allows your card to basically go past a reader. So when you go to you know check out at a store, you're able to just swipe your card instead of having it actually slide through. It just reads it by scanning it, you know, um, close to it. Now that's great technology. Um, it requires RF, uh, which is radio frequency readers, um, and it makes life a lot easier. But the flip side is it also makes you more vulnerable uh, to theft, to financial theft. So I've actually had my my information stolen that way, and that was not a fun process cleaning that uh, cleaning that mess up. So for me, um, one of the aspects of utility, especially as a professional woman or man for that matter who travels a lot, is keeping your information safe as you travel. So each of our credit card slots in our smaller bags, <coughs> excuse me, um, has RF blocking technology. So we have fabric that's sewn in in a specific way so that each of your cards is blocked from any scanners that might be held close by. Now, the problem with having those scanning, that scanning technology um, is that your phone also tends to work off of um, the similar technology. So if you were to keep your phone in between your cards that are blocked, you wouldn't get cell phone signal. So in order to still allow you to get cell phone signal, I've put both, you know, in both of the small bags um, the cell phone pocket on the back. So you can still get your cell phone signal, but your cards are still protected from you know nefarious <laughs> characters who might be trying to steal it. Interesting, interesting. Um, what what for for the people that are out there uh, looking to start a business? What are some uh, you know tips you have for those new entrepreneurs or you know things they may not be aware that they need to know of or anything like that? Um, I can't, I I don't feel comfortable talking broadly, but um, I think for a very specific set of entrepreneurs, basically people who might be going into a field similar to mine, um, it's not as daunting as it seems. What it just requires is your commitment to be able to work through problems, I think. Um, I didn't know what um, what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I think if I had all this knowledge prior I probably wouldn't have had the guts to take the plunge. So in some ways, not having that knowledge was beneficial to me pushing through problems. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. So um, so that's the, the first thing I would say is um, if you've thought through whether it's a risk you can afford to take for yourself, your family, um, financially, you know, emotionally, then go ahead and take the plunge even if you don't know all the steps that you would take. Because in no situation would you necessarily know the idea, the solution, right? Most of entrepreneurship is just about facing a problem and figuring a way through it or over it or around it. Um, and so as long as you're comfortable with that level of risk, I'd say do it. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I had a good no worries, voice the good. last time. You're good. Yeah, no worries. 
um, the information you're, you're, you're dropping is definitely uh, important, uh, and we definitely mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, so, is your is your company an LLC or a corporation, or what do you suggest people start? Um, I'm sorry. Could you repeat the question? Oh, is your company an LLC or a corporation, or or what do you suggest people start? Um, types of companies, people. So, for me, from the first year, I used a sole proprietorship simply because I didn't want to. Um, I mean, there's there's more filing concerns, there's more filing issues. So before I even had a product, when I was getting to prototype stage, it was a sole proprietorship. Once I had a prototype that I was comfortable, you know, bringing to market, and I was pretty sure that I was going to try to launch, I moved my my uh, sole proprietorship to an LLC um, uh, corporation, basically a limited liability corporation so that it would uh, allow me to work with, well, for one thing, if I needed to work with external financers, it's something that they're more comfortable with. And as a sole proprietorship, you're not allowed to sell shares, whereas this is an LLC, you can. So it's just a level of protection and a sort of, um, you know, sort of arm's length distance. Um, But understand that that would also require certain filing differences and financial, you know, um, financial fi- um, filings, tax filings that you need to take into account. Right. So it's a little more expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, and is there uh, any state that you suggest would be a better state to incorporate in, or is it just about taxes, you think? Um, so for, uh, well, I mean, if you're looking around for any other states to incorporate, and you're probably thinking of taxation um, as a concern. <clears throat> for me, it wasn't as much that. For me, it was more, I've got a, if you have, a, you know, like a physical product that you're selling, in my case. Um, for me, I, I incorporated in the city that I live in just because it makes life easy from a filing standpoint. I'm not having to file taxes somewhere else. Whereas if you are really concerned about taxes, and I don't think that's a real concern until you get large enough where these things really matter, um, you can always look at, um, I think, business tax-free states like Delaware. Right. Um, yeah. Why would someone pick Delaware? Um, is it because they don't charge taxes and just because of fees or they charge fees? I or? believe that was uh, that was initially why. I think they, they have either no or low business uh, taxes, um, as well as the process of, uh, of filing is much simpler. So that's why you find most uh, large corporations tend to be Delaware-based businesses. Right, right. Um, and do you, um, do you have, are you familiar with trusts or um, anything in that nature? Like, um, I guess, to do business as or, you know, to protect one's assets because um, I believe uh, an LLC or a sole proprietorship or even a corporation um, is still, uh, you know, the IRS or whoever can always go into it. But um, sure. I hear yeah, people use trust to protect even that further. I was just wondering right. if you perhaps. So a lot of that. so this is just a, ba- a matter of balance, right? So depending on how large you think 
do you, you well, how large your business is for one and how much of a risk you think there is. So for me, it's I'm obviously a very small business because I'm just starting out. So an LLC provided me the level of sort of arm's length transaction that I needed to protect my personal um, my personal financial life. <clears throat> Whereas if you start getting into larger numbers, then yes, you can you can start exploring other options like a trust perhaps. But understand that setting all that up requires a certain amount of legal expertise, and so you're balancing the cost of legal fees um, to have these things set up. And typically, you also, even if you can set it up, you need to have more, you know, um, tax filings, or you need to have more, you know, uh, financial paperwork that you produce. And that's all money that your tax attorney or you know that your financial planner would would require from you to file. So you're balancing additional cost on your business, which is an overhead, um, against whether you think you require that level of uh, of protection. Interesting, interesting. And uh, we're here with Rohini Shah uh, Blue Salt. Um, it's very uh, the the principles are mindful production, mindful consumption. Um, now we have uh, just about uh, two minutes left. Uh, Rohini, do you have any? Uh, words of advice or um, uh, uh, some deeply rooted uh, advice uh, for, for the women and, and people out there um, that sure. are working these jobs and they really dislike it, but they feel stuck? So it a lot of it comes down to how you view things, right? It, it, everything comes down to your own mind and what you're comfortable with. If you're not comfortable on, you know, on a deeply, in terms of your own values, in terms of your own own moral compass, if you're not comfortable with what you're doing, regardless of what the pay is, it's not worth it. Because in the end, it's, and this is my view, because this is what's guiding my decisions, and I'm much happier today. I don't have a paycheck coming in from my business yet. But despite that, I cannot tell you how much happier I am for having taken the step. And only because I know that I've done my best, the work that I've produced is what I can do to my abilities, and I'm able to go to bed at night with the comfort of knowing that I am doing something to the to the amount that my abilities allow to contribute back in a positive way. And I think that, to me, has been much more calming and much more... Um, valuable than any paycheck I've received prior. And each person has to make that decision for themselves, where they draw the line, what's important to them. There's there's no judgment there. It's it's whatever your own personal moral compass tells you to do. So let that be your guide. It's the same advice we give a four-year-old child. How do you know right from wrong? And it's funny, we kind of forget it as we get older, <laughs> but Sometimes the simplest things we've learned and the most profound things we've learned are really from those kindergarten days. <laughs> excellent, yeah. excellent. Um, well, we really appreciate you for coming on this morning. I know you have a busy day ahead of you. Um, no, I, I thank you for this, again. and I do apologize for the cold. Oh, <laughs> uh, no worries. It's um, just glad to have you on here and, uh, you know, giving all this great uh, knowledge to the community and the people out there. Uh, so thanks so much, um, and 
Not well, definitely can hope, hope for more and more and more success. And uh, oh, can you let people know where they could reach you and uh, uh, find Blue Salt? Absolutely. So Blue Salt is www.blusalt.com. Um, I sell only online right now, so that's the best way to uh, to get a hold of me, to get a hold of our products, uh, which will be available October 1st. Excellent, and thanks again, and, and uh, we'll definitely be spreading word about your amazing brand. Thanks. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Vickens. Mm-hmm, anytime. All right. And, mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. And there you can have it, uh, Omnipresence Media family. We had Rohini Shah, a blue salt, uh, a remarkable handbag uh, for the corporate women and everything like that. Uh, so definitely check it out. Um, thanks again to Ford Cars for providing the Ford Fusion Energy and sponsoring the show and you know sponsoring the brand Muscova Enterprises Inc. Thanks so much. Uh, you know just all to the people out there. Really, really love you guys and thankful and want to continue doing our best and doing good for you. So let's uh, continue to exert greatness. And uh, anything you guys need, hit me up, vickensm at gmail, 848-628-4873. And, uh, you know, I'm here to serve. Uh, so just know that you guys have been served. <laughs> and uh, really thankful for uh, everybody out there, for Ford, like I said, our sponsor. Um and to everyone that uh, supported and believed, man, thought you guys wouldn't have been possible. So uh, thank you. Thank you for everybody that, that helped out and support. Uh, shout out to the Hip Hop Press Conference. Had a meeting this morning in Newark. That went very well, so look out for that. Website should be up soon. Um, so look out for the Hip Hop Press Conference. I'm on the board with that. Uh, like I said, Muscova Enterprises. You can follow us at Facebook.com, VM Enterprises, on Instagram.com slash Vickens Muscova. It's V-I-C-K-E-N-S-M-O-S-C-O-V-A. Holler at me on Facebook.com slash Vickens.Muscova. You know, I'm everywhere, Twitter.com slash Omnipresence, M-E-D, or Twitter.com slash Vickens Moscova. Follow me. Let me know where you heard me, and, you know, we could keep making it happen. Uh, thank you to Ford, you know, Ford Cars. Uh, thanks so much to, uh, you know, amazing job that you guys do. Uh, and really support you guys, and thank you. So peace out to everybody. Uh, thanks so much again, and uh, to another wonderful episode of Omnipresence Media. Nigga, we made it. The only it. thing I'm seeing I'd like to put an amend on, perhaps a little more room here for the fixings. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, we're going to have a lot of fixings? We're going to have so many fucking fixings up in this motherfucker. This shit's going to go through the roof, man. Oh. Ah, damn, I'm shitting gold these days. <laughs> We made it. We made it.
The devil, the haters, the bloggers, the papers, the labels, they label me. But they can't relate to I struggle, my nigga, we came up from slavery. Apologies go out to all of my fans cause they waited so patiently. This one is for all of the lost and forgotten black angels that pray for me. A million, a million niggas love me cause I'm ill. The greatest story ever told, niggas in the field. From Solomon to Sambo to Django, it's fact. I'm the fire kind of rap and I get it from the wheel. The son of WD who hung around in the deep, who ran around in the street. The trap guards raised me, face all on the sink. Story all on the wall of the pyramids. Niggas know the black guards saved me. You can blow the nose off, that won't change it. Obamacare won't heal all that anguish. We came a long way from the bottom of the boat. All praise to the Mac, D, we found our language. Gold necklace, middle finger erect. God private Shabazz, silent on the record Lost sons of Muhammad, we wildin' on the record The shad to Allah and Lahad is the message All these niggas, I got to fight one All these devils, I got to strike some All these rebels just waiting on the wall Cry, mama said, son, you got to strike drum Rock Nation, celebration, motivation, elevation Nigga, we made it from slaves on the slave ship Live from the cotton field, straight to the spaceship Kinda makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down Seems like motherfuckers should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. Hopped up the slave ship, popped up my chain and took it to Jacob. I gotta go play it. More than that bitch, like nigga, we made it. I own my own masters. No, I ain't missing no royalty statements. I can't be rated. Damn, hoes stun on them haters. Sorry, Mr. Drizzy, put so much y'all talk. Silly me rapping about shit that I really bought. Why these rappers rap about guns? They ain't shot. And a bunch of other silly shit that they ain't got. I'm on my loop, feed up, young go. Stunning on stage after 12 years of slaves. This ace spade look like an Oscar. Black tough look like a monster. Don't make me ride ya. Nigga, watch your tone. I come to court with black boxes on. Y'all hella jealous of my melatonin. I can black out at any given moment. I'm God. Jesus, seven letter made. So with my arms and feet shackle, I still get paid. All praise is due, I'm ready to chase the Yaku back in the cage These are the last days, what do I sing phase? Showed up to the last supper in some brand new J's I'm the true living, book a hoe, new religion Ain't fun, the other world, alien superstition You blind, baby, blind to the fact of who you are, maybe My bloodline's crazy, kings and queens and Michael Jordan rings I go stupid, though, the flow's filthy, y'all can't kill me I've been inoculated from the snakes in the face And your corny handshake, cocksucker, we made it, ah! Jersey versus for uh, sponsoring the show and Ford Fusion uh, from Ford. <laughs> Thank you guys for the green energy and everything. And every, have a great day, everybody. Thanks. Peace out. It's the boy Vickens. Ending this episode right now.